Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of the Finding Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am completely honored that you are here becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. We have a very special guest today, Yael. I hope yes. I pronounced that correctly. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Monica. I'm so excited to be here. I love what you do, and I wish I had your support when I went through my fertility process. Yeah, I, me too. I wish I had this too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about you first. Yeah, so um, my name is Yael, and um, I am 50 years old. I am a certified astrologer by Deborah Silverman, who is one of the biggest astrologers in the world today. And we have, we are, I think you are 21 certified astrologers at the moment. So that's kind of a big deal to be certified by her. And um, I'm also a writer. I, I write um, my personal blog, a weekly astrology blog about everything that is happening, but it's a very like concrete and down to earth, like really connects the, the influences to what's currently happening in our life. And I write for, for Elephant Journal and for Tiny Buddha consciousness magazines that I'm sure some of you know, and if you don't check them out. And uh, right now I'm, I'm writing a book, um, which I'll probably elaborate on later on. Yeah. Wow. So amazing. Um, so astrology, you know, when we were growing up, because you're just a little bit older than I am, it was very basic, right? You had your zodiac signs and that was it. You're like pigeonholed. I know that there was people out there you know, 40 years ago, really doing amazing astrology work, because I actually have a neighbor who's 75. And she's kind of my personal astrologist. And she's amazing. And she was like old school, like doing the calculations right before computers were invented. Now we have mm -hmm. all this amazing technology that you can literally look up your birth chart off of, you know, many different websites on the internet. Um, so sometimes when I mention astrology to people, they once again, just like pigeonhole you, woo woo, you know, that's not true. And it's like, well, I can understand how you think back in the 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, how astrology was very limited. And it came out in the like, you know, teen magazines, this is your horoscope for the, you know, the month. But the reality is, astrology is very complex it's changing like every hour, if not minutes. 
And knowing the alignments for yourself personally can be very validating and very grounding and and gives you, it doesn't predict your future, I don't think. I mean, obviously you can correct me, but it um, it's like, it just guides you. And I feel mm-hmm. like when I use astrology, it's that kind of like reassurance, you know, of like, okay, my intuition, because I think when you're tapped into astrology, you're tapped into yourself as well, right? Because you are the cosmos, you are connected to everything. So it's just almost like that reassurance of like, okay, yeah, that did feel right to me or that didn't feel right. And that's why, because, and I, I like, I am not an astrologer, like it's so beyond me, but I love it. It's so fascinating. Yeah, no, it's great that you have a good astrologer and someone that you really establish this personal connection because unfortunately, even today, there are still websites that promote horoscopes, weekly horoscopes for like, you know, if you're a Taurus, so be mindful about your money this week or, you know, be careful not to have an accident. And this is ridiculous. Yeah. We Most of us know that already, but it's still out there. And with the internet and with all the information and with the fact that we can pull out our charts still as you said there is an evolution there is an evolution that is happening and it's it's really interesting i'm just like part in in my book i'm writing now so my book is divided to planets so it's called planetary balance and every chapter deals with a planet's energy and right now i'm working on venus and venus it's it's the feminine side okay which is very connected to fertility and you know so what is the feminine side and i was trying to think about because there there is the moon that is connected to the mother energy the the nourishing energy which is by the way your mid heaven your career purpose is in cancer which is the nourishing like you came here to deal with motherhood this yeah. is this is incredible okay yeah. this is what you came to do <laughs> yeah and and with, with Ascendant in Libra, you came here to be a therapist, to talk with people, to understand people about being a mother, which is, which is incredible, like how your chart speaks. And we'll talk about it and, and your audience can see the example of how validating it is to you, mm-hmm. like to yeah. explain, like, why, why am I doing what am I, I doing? I, and for you, you found your purpose, but for some people, they didn't. So it can really help to guide them. But as I was writing my Venus chapter and I was looking for, okay, so the tarot card that relates to, like, I was trying to understand the different feminine energies, which, you know, like not everyone wants to be a woman, not everyone wants to be a mother, not everyone fulfills her femininity through fertility. So what does it mean to be a feminine? And even after, you know, I'm already a mother and there are other aspects of my femininity that I want to develop. So I went to check the the, um, uh, tarot cards and the interpretations. And then I saw how the Empress card, which symbolizes fertility, which symbolizes, you know, like the creative, the feminine creative force, how in a book that was written 40 years ago, it is explained what what the empress means and how it is explained now in a book that was written by a woman who said, and and it's, it's very subtle, you know, it's like, it's the same explanation, but the way it's written today speaks to me Mm -hmm. versus the other, you know, it was like, oh, feminine energy has dark and light and there are all these, you know, like, 
and yeah, but why the, the masculine energy doesn't have dark and light, you know, yeah. they're just okay. And we're not, you know, there is a lot of misconception about what is femininity and what mm -hmm. is the feminine energy. We were not like, we forget that, that women were not allowed to vote till very recently. You know, we're not allowed to get divorced. We're not allowed to have money. We're don't, we're, so we're, we just forget how, you know, our situation is very different from just 100 years ago. This yeah. is insane. So the whole perspective, so astrology like Tarot is becoming more feminine. It's becoming more oriented to who we are today. We live more in, in abundance and we, we seek more meaning, more spiritual guidance. We want to understand the soul. So this is the astrology, your astrologer probably, and the astrology I practice is called esoteric astrology. And it deals with the soul as the soul coming here to go through a journey you know, and then when we look at it this way, because they are still out there, when you go to the internet and you check some interpretations, like your son is in Scorpio, for example, you'd get some really like nasty interpretations for Scorpio or for Pluto um, uh, influences, you know, so, so these things are still, or you have, you know, you have Pluto and, and Saturn, a, on your ascendant and if you'll go and you'll read these interpretations you would be like oh no <laughs> you know and that's like when i read these things i'm like no this has to change so we're still in the because this is not what it was meant to 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 be mm -hmm. but because astrology derives from you know for centuries it was only advised for like you know kings and queens and you know royalty so it was all about like should i go to war should i not go to war yeah. you know should they marry <laughs> this other should we unite with this kingdom through marriage or not these are these were the questions they they, they so it it takes a lot of understanding and implementation and and wisdom to really understand what do what do these challenges you know try to tell us well how do we work through them to see them as a gift to mm -hmm. see them as something that we need to work through like all the people who have challenges in their charts you know and we all do but some have more than others it's here to wake us up mm -hmm. and that's how we look at it today we it, we're not it's the the no one has a bad chart there is no such thing okay and that's the most important information and and the same is like you know women come to me sometimes and it's like will i have kids will i be able to give birth and it's like there is no chart that will tell you that you can't have ch children yeah. no chart every chart you can have you can be fertile and like you say you know, I really love that you speak about, you know, how we need to be healthy, how we need to take care of our stress level, how we need to support. So astrology is another type of support that you can get in order to be aligned with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. to be aligned. Yeah. When you're aligned with your truth, your dreams come true, right? Absolutely. And I, it's funny because obviously I have explored so many different modalities and that's everyone says the same it's like when you are in line with yourself doing what you love you it comes naturally and easily 
you know, whatever you're seeking, motherhood, business, relationship, you know, um, I think what's happened for most people is that we've just not been raised in a society that teaches us that. So it's very hard to come to the realization of like, oh, you mean I don't have to type A and grind my way to what I want? Because that's all I've done. And I have seen success in my business and my career and um, college. And I ha- you know, I'm in a loving relationship, but I worked really hard to get there. And the hard truth is that you cannot type A your way out of fertility issues. You have to do like the extreme opposite. But tell us a little bit about your fertility journey. Yeah, so for me, it was... You know, I was single till I was 40. I was I was divorced. I actually, I had like two very early marriages. It lasted a very short time. And then I was single for like nine years until I met my husband. And I was already 40. And I and and it was like I I wanted a child, but I was I didn't know if I would have. So I said that I didn't really want it. It was like a lot of confusion around that. And I will talk about that as well, you know, about owning what we really want, yeah. which was not there for me, but then I met my husband and we immediately, like um, two months into our relationship and we got pregnant. It was the first time I got pregnant. And then I realized how badly I wanted a child. I was the happiest I've ever been. Like we were like in heaven. And even though we just met and it was a little terrifying, it was like, you know, like we, he was, he, he always wanted to be a dad. We actually like, we talked about it in our first weekend together when we just started and and I told him you know I'm 40 he's younger than me you know I might not be able to have children I've never been pregnant before and he, and we we laughed and we said we will adopt and blah 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 but you know so then um I lost the pregnancy very quickly it was like in after eight weeks we we're traveling and 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 it was just it was a miscarriage and it was lost and it was such a hard like I didn't even understand how hard it, it was like losing the most precious thing I've ever had in my life like all like all my dreams shattered completely and my body was injured like everything was was not aligned and I didn't understand that I really got into depression due to that and it took me a long time to reflect on that and understand that I was actually depressed and and then but it it got us into um you know like I understood that I wanted it and we started pursuing that. And I was like, I want everything to be natural. I don't want to see doctors. Like the doctor said, I had a like a benign tumor on in my womb and I needed to take it out. And I'm like, I don't want to do surgeries. I don't want to do anything. I went to like, I, I had like water fast for six for six days just water I did like really extreme you know Mm -hmm. I went to Ayurvedic doctors to Chinese to acupuncture to like everything I was drinking teas all the time and I was like and but it was so stressful you know and 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 it was like and we were my husband we were just like we just met we're just trying to figure out our relationship we're just trying to figure out where we are in the world what we're going to do you know it was just like it was very chaotic and then at a certain point, we found ourselves, he found a job, like we moved to to live in Israel for, for a few years. Like I, we 
pretty much got stuck there because I wanted to move in the States, which was also like a challenge. But anyway, at a certain point, my husband said, you know, we've, you've been trying a long time. It's been a year that we've tried everything and maybe we should do this procedure, this, this medical procedure for to remove the, the benign tumor. And I said, okay, you know what, let's do it. So we did it and then I immediately got pregnant again, but then I lost it again. And then, you know, and all this time I was like, I was super, super healthy. Like I, I was, I had an Ayurvedic consultant. I had a Chinese acupuncturist. I was going to like, I, I, I ate super, super healthy. I didn't drink any alcohol. I, you know, I was really like, you know, was sleeping well. I even like my teacher, Deborah Silverman opened her school during this time that I was trying to get pregnant and, and I was in Israel and she was in Boulder. So the, like the course would be at night. And that was the only reason I didn't take it because I was like, I need to sleep well. I cannot stress my, my sleep. So I was, I was working in it for three years. I really like, I put everything aside. I left, you know, like I even saw I was a yoga teacher at the time. I saw that, you know, like even teaching yoga, standing in front of the class after I went, after a miscarriage, you know, it was, I couldn't bring myself there. So I chose a job that was, I, I, I'm previously an accountant. So I got back to like the finances world. I managed a friend's company. He was very understanding. If I needed day off, days off, he allowed me that, you know, so I had some stability and like I chose really the environment that could support this process. But what I didn't understand was that I was very hard on myself and I had very little belief that I could actually get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And eventually I got to the point where I was almost in my, it was just before my 43rd birthday. And my mom died when she was 44. And in my mind, I was like, I'm not getting to my mom's death age without being a mom myself. Like I really need to be a mom by the age of 44. And, you know, and then I was supposed to go through IVF for the first time, but I only had one egg. And the doctor is like, you know, I don't think it would really like work for you till then we only did inseminations. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's like it was a, an easier and I got pregnant. The problem was not getting pregnant The problem was the miscarriages. And then I was like, you know, I got back home. I was really sad. I was depressed. It felt like, you know, we can't go on like that. This is, this is, and, and that was the first time that I was like, you know what, let's take an egg donation. Till then I was like, I was not willing to even consider that. As I said, I was super natural, super like, you know, taking an egg donation was like really betraying my faith, my beliefs, like everything. But as soon as I decided that I wanted a child and I was willing to go so far to have it, and at least, you know, to have it for my husband and not to adopt a child that would be neither of us, you know, so it would still at least be my husband's. And it, it relaxes something in me. 
And then my husband, it was my birthday and my husband um, uh, got us uh, tickets to uh, Cyprus and we were like, and then for the first time in years, I drank some wine and I drank some coffee and we we're just like having fun and I wasn't concerned. And when I got back home, I found out that I was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my story. And I, and I didn't need to take the egg donor. It was just like, it was just the tension had to be removed. It was all, everything that was blocking me was the tension of getting it. Yeah. Once I removed the tension, it was there. Yeah, absolutely. And how we said at the beginning of that being type A and that control, right? Like we feel like we've had to control every aspect of our life. And because we've seen the results that we wanted during that control, we thought, well, yeah, bring confirmation. Like if I'm in control, then I'll get what I want. Where it just most of the time does not work with fertility. And you're so, like you said, you put up these blocks, one subconsciously, right? Because you did have that, you know, your mother's death at 44. You had society telling you that you were old, you couldn't do it. The doctor said it's not going to work, right? So those are all subconscious beliefs that are like piling up around you. And it sounds crazy, but when you are doing everything physically right, right? You can't fault someone's health and it's still not quote unquote working, it's the energetic side of stuff. And it's going to be the smallest things that you, when you look back, you just go, oh my gosh, how ridiculous. I can't believe that it was part of me blocking it, right? And that fear and that anxiety and that stress subconsciously, but then like obviously that turns into physical things too. Yeah. 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 And I also believe, you know, that there is, you know, maybe just that's when my son was. Yeah, I absolutely. Was meant to be born. Yeah, yeah. totally. I don't like I, I've heard it through some astrologers. Obviously, I've heard it through some psychics and like people who connect with spirit babies. But they do talk about how uh, souls choose. Right. They there's some souls who are like, I want to be born on like this particular time and this date. I believe there is a certain amount of children who want conscious, healthy mamas, right? So when we talk about this physical world where it, you see, God bless her soul, the crackhead on the side of the street get pregnant very easily, right? Well, I believe that that soul was ready for a really major challenge, whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, where I think there's a few souls, if not a large amount of souls that are like, no, I, I need you to have your stuff together. So when I come down, I don't have as many challenges. I don't have to deal with the generational trauma. I don't have to deal with ADHD or autism or food sensitivities or things like that because I have greater plans for myself in the future, right? I love and, that. Yeah, and because yeah. we're you know passing down genetics here on this physical plane, you, the better, the more that you do to increase your physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, the less your child has to deal with, you know, or you dramatically reduce those chances as well, right? Like nothing set in stone, obviously things can happen. But um, I truly believe the women who are listening to this podcast who, you know, seek 
outside of the box, you know, holistic care, those are the women who those children are like, yeah, I'm waiting for you. Come on. <laughs> and I know that was true for my kids, right? They were like, absolutely not. You got to get some stuff together. <laughs> and as you know, when motherhood comes and you haven't dealt with some, some issues, they're just highlighted, right? Yeah. My second son absolutely came to trigger things in me that I didn't know were there right? I didn't know that I had those mental and emotional issues. I didn't know that I was suppressing so much emotion from my childhood. And because I was conscious enough to go like, this doesn't feel right. Like him crying over a red popsicle when he wanted a blue popsicle and my body is freaking out because of his crying. There's something going on with me, not him right? Because he's a kid. Like, yeah, I'd be pissed off too if I wanted a red one and I got, you know, like whatever. Yeah. 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 And our teachers. (laughs) Exactly. And we are going to end today's episode right there before we dive into almost like a whole new other podcast episode. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we'll see you next Friday. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.